So as we said, over these first days of the retreat, we're going to be gradually expanding the instructions so that ultimately we include every aspect of our experience in our practice. This is, of course, a little artificial because everything is already happening and the fact that we haven't mentioned it doesn't mean that you are not having it or can't be mindful of it. Um, But it just seems too much to talk about opening to everything on day one. So we uh, use the sequencing to kind of bring a pacing to the practice, keep it really simple in the beginning, even though all of these other experiences are happening of emotions and thoughts and and, uh, sounds, etc. But to have this foundation or basic practice of connection to breath and body. So we really find this place of landing, that there's this sense of presence that gets cultivated. That is what holds everything else that arises. It arises in this field of presence so that we can attend to it, so we can be mindful of it. It's very easy to get lost in the world of thoughts and emotions and reactivity. So to have this place of grounding in breath and body or sounds, if that's helpful to you, really is a great support for the practice. So we start with those simple instructions. And now we'll begin to turn to some of the more subtle objects. Well, sometimes they're not so subtle. They hit you over the head with like a 50-pound hammer, but um, perhaps more challenging or or, um, not so easy to be mindful with kind of objects. And that's today the world of our emotional life. Temple spoke the other day about the difficult emotions that we can experience, particularly in meditation. And of course, they don't just arise in meditation. They certainly, even on retreat, don't just arise in our sitting meditation. We can experience them out in our walking practice and at any time of the day as we go about our life here on retreat. So there are the difficult emotions and all the different forms they take. And of course, there are the joyful emotions, the wholesome emotions of peace and calm and joy and faith and patience and happiness and bliss and contentment. All of these can be known in the field of mindfulness. The difference is, of course, in knowing them with mindfulness is we're not identified with them. We don't take them as I, me, and mine. We don't demand that they last or that they go away. We recognize their nature, which is they're conditioned and impermanent. So the mindfulness brings wisdom with it. It brings a clear understanding of these experiences so that we can relate to them wisely. For difficult emotions, we learn how to work with them skillfully, to not get so entangled with them or identified with them. If they're wholesome emotions, we know how to cultivate them. Again, not getting attached and identified, but really allowing them to sweeten, brighten the mind and the heart. So there's a whole range of skills that we can learn in learning to relate wisely to emotions. One of the really helpful um, ways of bringing mindfulness to emotions is the acronym of RAIN that Temple mentioned the other night, which stands for recognition, that is we name what's happening, 
or this is doubt, or aversion, or irritation, or joy, or sweetness, happiness. So we recognize it, we name it. We accept it, or we allow it. That is, we don't fight with it. We don't make a problem out of it. Doesn't mean that we buy into it, or again, identify with it, attach to it. We just allow it to be, because it's here. It has its own truth, its own story to tell us. But we don't get caught in a story about it. We just feel this experience very directly. So the next letter, the I, is for investigation or interest. Or what I'm liking more recently is intimacy. It means we don't have to get in there and do something very active. We just get closer to this experience. We get to know it. What is the nature of this arising, this manifestation of emotion? So it's this curiosity that turns towards it. Again, not lost in the story that's being told, but the direct felt sense. What is an emotion? What is this emotion? It's often a swirl of sensations in the body, And sometimes they can very clearly be related to the emotion, you know, the tightness or burning of anger, the flutteriness of anxiety or worry, the lightness of joy or happiness. So sometimes you can have a clear sense, but often it's not so defined. But that doesn't matter so much. It doesn't have to be a big neon sign flashing saying, this is fear, this is... Uh, joy. We just feel whatever there is to feel. And that helps us to ground in the body, be more in the present moment, not lost in past and future. And then the N is for non-identification, not self. Whatever this arising is, it's not the ultimate truth about who we are. There's nothing permanent about it. It doesn't define us. It isn't the last word on our life. It's this conditioned, impermanent arising. So again, it gives us this space of freedom to explore this experience without worrying we'll be drowned in it or lost in it. We can recognize it clearly. So if you can track these steps as you work with emotions, particularly strong emotions. You know, we often have little things flutter through, and they don't leave much impact. You don't need to go through this process with everything. But if you find that something is really catching you, you're lost in it, you're struggling, you're confused, to do those four steps of RAIN can really help us develop a wise relationship to what's happening. And then there's just knowing on this very broad level, as I was talking about last night, that if we're struggling with something in mind or body, whether it's felt sense right here and now, or some memory or future worry, some grief or loss, to just also recognize that this is suffering. That this is not, this doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It certainly doesn't mean it shouldn't be here. You know, you, you've gone off in some way and you have to claw your way back to happiness. It's just suffering. 
It's the nature. If you have a mind and a body, all of your memories and experiences, there'll be suffering in smaller or greater degrees. And sometimes just naming it in that way, this is practicing the Four Noble Truths. Oh, this is suffering. This is what it feels like. The contraction around it, the rejecting of it, the denying or the strategizing around it. So we get curious about suffering so we can begin to understand suffering, its nature and its end. So we use the practice to, in this moment, find a wise relationship to what's happening. And moment by moment, the possibility of what Buddha Dasa calls temporary Nibbana, a little bit of freedom, a little bit of letting go, or the cultivation, the expansion, the the, uh, manifestation of the wholesome states of calm or equanimity or joy or patience. So we begin to swim in these waters of our inner experience, discovering all of the different creatures that live there, that come and visit us. No need to push any away, hold on to any, identify with any, but just to know them as they are, very simply, very directly. Always helpful to begin your practice from this place of groundedness that I spoke of earlier. Feeling the body, checking in with the posture. The back is relatively straight and upright. There's a sense of dignity in the posture, confidence. Using the breath to invite that sense of uprightness, perhaps bring a little more energy if you're feeling tired or sleepy. A few deeper breaths to invite that sense of uprightness and then softening on the out-breath. Might do that periodically during a sitting, just to rebalance a little We have such strong tendencies to contraction, to slouching, to 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 sort of falling inward in a not helpful way. Just straightening, using the breath very calmly, kindly, really helpful to keep a sense of alertness in the practice. using the breath also to relax in the body, breathing into any places that have unnecessary tension or holding. The mindfulness itself can have a kind of tenderness to it as we pay attention. caring about our experience, inviting ease and relaxation, letting go.
in this field of awareness that is our experience of the body. Perhaps noticing more particularly the movement of the breath in and out. Could be a broad awareness of the breath throughout the whole body. All the different ways the breath moves the body. This can be a helpful way to be with the breath if you find you're getting tight, restless or contracted. Very spacious awareness of breath. Inviting the breath to be comfortable. Relaxed, easy. If it's more helpful to you to notice the breath in a particular location of sensation, the nostrils or chest or abdomen, allow the attention to rest there with receptivity and curiosity rather than a sense of forcing or directing. So there's sort of a magnetic pull to that particular location and the attention just rests there very easily. At this point in the retreat, your practice might include not having even a particular preference for the breath but really open to include all of the sensations of the body, sounds that might come, and the field of emotions, moods, states of mind. That you regularly check in, how am I relating to this? Even if there doesn't seem like there's a lot happening, there can be often subtle liking or not liking of experience holding on to something, pushing it away. You can notice it through contraction, collapsing, tightness, or even the subtlest leaning forward, leaning into. So the mindfulness includes all of these aspects of our experience. Gently, kindly, connecting moment after moment. If there is a strong mood or emotion, recognizing it, naming it, feeling it in the body, not getting lost in the story, rehearsing, justifying, commenting. But this direct experience What is an emotion? They're quite mysterious sometimes. There's some swirl of words in the mind, perhaps a little flavoring or coloring in the mind, an attitude. And some response in the body might be clear and obvious, might just be pulsing or vibrating contraction or tension. 
We don't have to figure it out in some complete way. It's the curiosity that is helpful. After some time, the emotion might subside, change into something else, and so there's some new focus for the mindfulness. There's this graciousness as things come and go, not trying to hold on, not pushing away, knowing what's happening moment after moment. <laughs> 